Agutner of Shabbos Rabbeisai. No, we're holding Parshas Vayishlach. We're already being noted Lachaneke. And Shabbos Kayishim is Hashem is Tazayin Kislev. So, Mamash Meshimu Boim Yimei Ha'ira will try to a little bit integrate the Inyonei Chaneke with the Parshas HaShavuot. I'm going to talk a little bit today on the on the topic of the Muhammad of Esav and Yankif. Because that's the Maise, the theme. The Parsha begins with Yankif being the sending Malachim to Esav. And in all of the Mahalachim of the Shiluach and the different medroshim that there are explaining the gift, explaining the hachloka samachanas, explaining the mulchom of sal, shalaisa v'yakav avinu. In all of these elements, there are challenges to understand what was Yankiv's objective. What was he trying to accomplish? And the bigger, the eager theory, the eager contradiction that I think is boiled is the fact that on the one hand we find that Yankiv Avinu is being Matthias Esau. At the same time, he's being Loichem Esau. And being Loichem him to the nth degree. And that Muhammad is not only seen in the preparation, because that element is not so much a stira. In that element, you could say, listen, he had to be prepared for both. Like Chazal introduced the Parsha in the Medrash. The Yankee Vavinu prepared himself in three ways. And of course, the Tfilat HaKadosh Bochu. And then he had, with dealing with Esav, he had a Mahalach of Durin. He had a Mahalach of Mulchama. And both of them are very, very clearly understandable. We deal with our adversaries in that way. With his Indian of Durban, his Indian Muhammad, there's two ways. Of course, even the biggest enemy, you try to go with peace, if possible. If that doesn't prevail, you know, you have to be prepared for the uh, unfortunate eventuality of Muhammad. So Yanka Vavina was prepared for both. That itself is not a contradiction. The contradiction is how they get integrated, how they're all combined, everything is famished. And Yankee Vavinu himself, in the gift, he sends Esav a message in Lovon Gauti v'tayik mitzvah shamalti. Chazal tell us that he was telling him throughout, throughout the gift, that listen, don't mess with me. You want to fight me? I'm ready to fight. Not only I'm ready to fight, but I'll have the power to win you. Because the brachas are still here, because I kept my part of the deal, in order to maintain brachas. That's very difficult to understand why if you're sending a gift that you would be emphasizing the fact that you could win the war. That would be a message you would give to the machnas, the camps that you divided, the battle ace of, if ace of comes to fight. But again, you see the cholent. This is mamish a cholent of, of everything together. That's on the level of Darren. And it continues with Darren. 
Every message that Yankovinu sent, Chazal find Remozi. And when he said, I had Yosef, and the he was trying to be Meramis to him, the fact that he has here the Koyachat And as Chazal say that in order to fight Esau, in order to fight Amalek, you need to have Beis Yankif and Beis Yosef. He was sending Esau messages of battle. Which again, seems to be a plea. Seems to contradict the message of appeasement. Of what any gift would try to, to, would try to present. So that's a big plea. Then there's, a, let's talk about the Muhammad Ruchni. Muhammad Ruchni with Yankif and the Malach have a battle. And it's not upon us, not incumbent upon us to understand exactly that battle. But we understand that this was a, a spiritual battle. And in that spiritual battle, the ultimate victor was Yankif Avinu. But in the conversation between Yankif, certain things happen. There's a Giranosha that gets pulled. Which again, that means that there's some level of the victory that has uh, some slight sprinkle of a defeat. You know, if the winner walks away limping, it means there's some there was some defeat. And that's being reflected. And obviously since this was a spiritual Muhammad, Means there's something for us to take, understand. What, what does that mean that there was a defeat? Yet it was victorious. And that defeat is so important that it becomes integrated into mitzvahs of Tariag. And that we don't need the Klaisel, don't need the Gidanosha. Adayim Symbolically, the Tariag Deisha tells us, to this Muhammad. So again, we see this idea. That in the victory... There's some, somehow the Mulchama is there as well. The victory seemed to end on good terms. Where the Malach tells uh, Yankif Avinu that, listen, uh, you're a victor, you're a winner. But still in the victory, you have this level, somehow this particular level of whether we want to call it a defeat or a hint of battle. But the battle is still moving. There's still a battle going on. That's another tremendous difficulty. On top of that, in the name Yankif itself, which the name Yankif symbolizes that there's a fight. Right? The whole idea of Yaakov is equal where he's fighting with Esau and trying to hold back from Esau. The Bechayra and whatever else that represents. That name remains. So notice when Hashem changes Sarai from so- to Sarah, so Sarah is the name. And we don't have any Remes to Sarai. And when Avram's name is changed, not only is there no Remes, there's Aloysa, as the Gemara says, there's an Israel, Kalakera Avram, somebody calls Avram, Avram Zeve Basei, Ubeloysa. So the bottom line is that they're different. In the in the Yankif, even when there was a victory in the Malach was and it seems that the Akova, whatever battle there was between Yaakov and Esav has been resolved. 
Yet, the Torah Agdoisha teaches us Shimcha Yankif. The Rabbani Shalom comes to Yankif and he tells him, Your name is still Yankif. And the Gemara discusses this in Mesechas Brochas. That's the reason why Yankif didn't lose his name. The, the name Yankif is still used. And even though the name Yisrael reflects Godless and Gvur and everything else that it reflects, the name Yankif is still there. You have to know what that is. What, what's the Hezber? What's the beer in the name Yankif? just want to touch on one other name in this week's parasha, the name of Binyamin. The name of Binyamin is very interesting. When you read the psukim surrounding the naming of Binyamin, it seems that Binyamin's birth, so Rachel that's whatever happened in childbirth, the difficulty that happened during childbirth, and she ended up not coming out alive. So understandably, she gave him a name, Benoini, the son of affliction, the son of pain, the son, because Binyamin re- represented that birth, that delivery, that ultimately, that Rochel Imenus succumbed, and she, she wasn't able to prevail. She wasn't able to live through that delivery. Bizeicha to bring him up, which is every mother's dream, desire, and yearning to bring up her child. So rightfully so, she called him Yankiv Avinu gives a different name, a name that maybe has sounds similar, but it's a completely different Binyamin, which is a Benyamin, the son of right, the son of strength. Almost the opposite name from Rachel. Reflecting Gvure and strength. It's a little difficult how Yankiv Avinu seems to dismiss Rachel Imenu. Rachli Menu is Lukhaira she's would say is correct. She has she's right that there was some tsari. Now if he would call him Menachim, Shine should be a Menachome, should be a it would make sense as well. But to call him the son of strength, Lukhairdach Idach Moshikapaya. What's what's the Hezbrat of? Yankiv Avinu's tefillah ta'akodesh bochu. He puts in the middle of the tefillah. He says, V'hato, ma'oto. He turns to Hashem and he says, Hashem, you said, Hey Dave, etiv imach. You said that you're going to be mative with me. So, believe Yitzchik Badichev. He's saying, what is the double lush? Well, we say, he says a gevald a gevald. Beautiful vault. And that vault from Levi Yitzchak will connect, I think, in the Kuda Tichayna, this week's parasha, that I think is critical to understand so many different inyanim and to understand the ongoing battle that we have with the Yivonim Adayim which is no question that the battle of the Misyavnim is still here today in its full strength. And yet, Hanukkah is considered a victory, the ultimate victory, which many of the Achorinim ask, how could Hanukkah be called a victory? I mean, the Gemara says in Megillah that one of the reasons you don't say Halal on Purim is 
listen, that, that war wasn't finished. It wasn't the end. And the male, if it wasn't the end, the howl doesn't get brought in. This obvious question is, so Hanukkah, there was no victory at the end. There's still a kati So what's the explanation? Again, this is not a new question. This is posed by many. But yet Hanukkah is halvoido. So what's the explanation? As a whole Ariches in this week's parasha on the whole idea of Yankif and Esav, a beautiful stickle talks about the concept of Yaakov and Esav. And his main theme in his beautiful Machshova as he always develops in his own derech, his concept is that Esav has to exist. There is, Esav is part of the fiber of the Bria that the Abish created. And he has a whole stickle there with Toiv and Ran. His, his main idea is going, is really centralized around Rashi in this week's Pausha, the famous Rashi, where Rashi makes a, uh, brings down a drash. And the drash is, Halochi Bidu, it's a memo from Shubai Yechai. Halochi Bidu, Shesav, Senu Yankov. It's Halochi Bidu. So if Moshe's at Salazimid, what do you mean? What's the halachi biyadua? You could say it's the way it is. Halachi biyadua sounds like this is the way it's supposed to be. This is a halacha. That's his question. Again, he develops a, a beautiful idea. We're talking about Ra and how Ra is needed. And I want to talk over here and develop an idea which goes along the lines that, I, that this Rebbe Yitzchak Badishev is said in a Chassid Yishayven. And a little bit of Moshe Shapiro says in his Yishayven. And tied as well to the Maral Meprag. The Maral Meprag in the Sefer Netzach Yisrael is aimed on the whole idea of Rachel Imenu being buried where she was. The Tarak Deshe says that Rachel died. Thomas Rachel Vatikova B'derech Efrosi B'Yislachim. So Chazal asks, it's brought down the Medrash Chabe, Maro, Vinu Yankif, Lik Poros Chochel, B'derech Efros. Why? Why do you do it? So the Medrash answers, famous Medrash, Tzofa HaKodesh, Tzofa, Yankif, Vinu, Sobro, HaKedish, HaGolius, HaSidus, Lamos. He knew the Golius are going to go through there. They're going to go, B'derech Efros. The Kovro Hashem, says the Chazal. He buried, his, he buried Rachel Imenu over there, and not in the Moros Machpele. Kedei shetei mavakeshes rachamim al-bonel. She should be able to ask rachamim. When Klaiso goes through over there, she should be able to be mavaka al-bonel. And the, the Gemara brings up, the Medrash over there brings the Pesach from Yirmiya. Kolborom anishma. Where HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells rachamimeinu. That don't worry, the shavu bonim likvula. So the Maral asks. First, he talks about how Rachel represents the whole class, so she was a kerasabayis and the whole idea. So what do we need this whole thing? Why does Rachel Imenu have to be buried? Epis over there. I mean, she can't be mevakesh for class, or she's 
by the Morse Machpelah. She could also be Mavakish for Klaizu. She has to be buried over there. Why do we have to pass a grave in that way? What's the what's the Nakuda? That's the, that's the Maral's question. Rabbi say I think that the Mahalach here could be again to answer all of these questions. And of course this has to go weiter and weiter. It's not doesn't end here, but this is maybe where the discussion begins. And that is that there is in fact a Muhammad in the world between Yankiv and Esav. And in a sense, the reason why we are here, why Klai Yisrael are here, is to, is to be a light, an oil agoy, to be a light onto the world, to crystallize to the world the truth of the Rabbani Shalom, the truth of the Derech And the truth is, if there would be no darkness in the world, then there would be no Mokam for the Orator. There wouldn't be the, the vision that Klai would have that ability. Many say that the Brochus that we give in Sheva Brochus, we say, we're actually thanking the Rabbani Shalom for creating such a world that has cloudiness and gives us the ability to be able to make, create a Kovach Shemayim. We're almost thanking the Rabbanisham for giving us the the, the Yeludisha. Okay, giving us the human race the ability to be literally the ambassadors of Akkadish Boch. He didn't need that. He could have done the could have created the world in a different way and not given us that opportunity of being those representatives of the Kavarashkina. And that's really what it's all about. And the Ace of Russia remains forever a thorn in our eye. And that's our job as Klaisol, to be Mavara every Nitzitz of Esav that's in the world, in all of its different factions. And every generation has its own Nisianis and its own, its own questions and its own weaknesses and its own strengths. And that's our job to to bring out the light in the world and to clarify the areas of doubt and to be that pillar of light in the Bria. And Yankov Avino understands that there is no victory. In a sense, the victory is always temporary. But that itself is the permanent victory. The permanent victory is the understanding that there's an ongoing battle. And that today's victory doesn't mean that we could that doesn't work. Today's victory is a victory for today and tomorrow's victory is going to be another victory. And if we put down our weaponry today and think that we can retire, that is the biggest defeat. And that explains the whole state of the Parsha. Yankiv Vinu in each gift is Maramez, I'm prepared for Muhammad. We can end up here in peace, but that just means that today worked. Tomorrow there's going to be another Yankiv. And that's why, although the Malach tells him 
that your name is Yisrael. Your name is Taka Yisrael. You won. But the idea of you being a winner is that there's another battle tomorrow. Don't think now you're you're okay. You're, you're on safe ground. You're not on safe ground. There's another battle. And that battle is tomorrow. And that's all you say, that Advarim. And that's the reason why Yankif Avinu, when he goes to the next step, the Malach is loy, loy Yankif Yikore Shimchokim Yisrael Vaita. It's still Yankif. He finishes the battle with the Malach and he's still limping. To, to show us, to teach us that there's yet a battle to come. And that's the next battle. You know, when the Rabbanishim gives you a bracha, part of the bracha is to know that you still need the Rabbanishim. And you're able to see that the Rabbanishim is the mativ. So, to believe Yitzchak, the bracha of hetiv imach means that even after I give you the toiv, you should see that the toiv is coming from me. You shouldn't feel like the toiv it's toiv here. That's the sakon of the toiv. The toiv is also not an end. Because if the toiv becomes an end, that alone is a tzor. That's the hativative. There has to be, after the toiv, there has to be an understanding similar to what happened Bishas the Brochus in Parashas told us, where Yitzchak Avinu told Yaakov, V'yitein elechoelikim, Yachzo v'yitein lakash, he says. There has to be a sense that there's a constant need to come back to the Rabbi Nishim, there's a constant need to continue the battle. And that's the ongoing battle. The nail of the fact that Akati Avde Yanan by the Yivonim, that's not a defeat. On that we could say halal. We're saying halal that we have this ongoing battle that throughout each generation we have to fight and win. And this explains the halal of Hanukkah. It also explains why on Hanukkah we celebrate the Nase of the Shemin. The Nase of the Shemin which represents the Arha Torah and everything else. And not the Nitzachan HaMulchama. Because the Nitzachan HaMulchama alone doesn't say anything. The Nitzachan HaMulchama alone for that we won't say halal. Because Akati Avdi Antoni Yechesanan. The halal that we're saying is for the victory, for the spiritual victory, which that victory, even though it has still ongoing battles, that doesn't in any way impact the fact that each day is a victory. And being part of that battle is a victory. And that's why for that we say halal. And that's why the nace that we celebrate on this Yom Tif is Dafka, the nace of the Menorah. Because that really... That spins. The Pichonish Taka says clearly to answer the Beis Yosef's question of why we have the extra day of Hanukkah. He says one of them is for Nitzach HaMolchama, which means that even the victory of the war is celebrated in the Neris. Because the only reason why the victory of the war is a victory is because it's the spiritual victory which is ongoing. And the fact that it's ongoing doesn't make that it's lacking in its victory. When Klaus will go into Golo, says the Maral, we need to grab onto Rachel Imenu's Mida of the Keres Abayas. And he's Marich, Barichas Godel, the Maral, 
in many places in this Sfarim. How the woman is Ikeros Abayis because the house is a container. Anything you put in the house becomes unified by the bias. Even Phil Chastume, there's Tumas Oyelim. We all becomes one. That's even the Lomdas, according to many Rishonim, of Tumas Oil, that it becomes unified. Becomes one. And that's what the bias is. And Klai so in order to be Roy Fagula, we have to be unified. And when we go into Golos, we're going into a Matziv, which is Pirut. Which physically, we're becoming more separated. We have to then envelope ourselves in the midah of Rochli Menu. And he says, that's why Rochli Menu is Dafke, Chutz, Chutz Lom Kilu Rochli Menu herself is in goals. The Keras Abayis herself is Bederech Ephras. She herself is Chutz Lom And we Klaus, when we're Chutz Lom and we're mefoyzer or mefoyzer ben amim. We still grab on to the midah of rochli menu, the midah of akeres habayis, the midah of achdus of the am, and through that we become roy legeula shirochadosh or shibchugulim. A good neshabes.